Welcome to Juice Podcast. I'm Gwen Douglas. I'm Emily Harmon. Welcome to the holiday celebration episode. (laughs) I wore sparkles, she wore pom-poms. Yeah, I've got a red pom-pom top on actually. So for everybody that's tuning in audio, you are missing out on the video today. On her (laughs) pom-poms. Yes. Not just any pom-poms. It's a very nice, the red, very red matching. This is vintage Comme de Garçon, actually. I showed my it's friend Christian cute. that's got the shop here yeah. in Berlin, and he was like, because oh, you can tell from the labels when the collection uh, came yeah. out, and he's like, this is 16 years old. Did you know that? <laughs> and I was like, no, I bought it in a vintage <laughs> shop. <laughs> it's so cute. It is very but festive. I never really wear like red, pom-pom. but it looks good on you. Yeah. yeah. It makes a difference from the black and greys. Yeah. An occasionally white, my yes. monochromatic. The monochromatic <laughs> works for you. You are kind of monochrome. You have dark hair, pale skin. Yeah, yeah works. I'm and you're wearing. I know. I love this. Very sixties. I love it. I wish I'd put a Very on. flammable. I think so. I shouldn't it's get definitely too close. To <laughs> <flame>. <laughs> Candle. Don't anyone like the cigarettes? Near Don't me. lean against the Christmas tree. For I feel too long. like it's like <laughs> a, yeah, it's like a dress version of a shelf suit or something. Like, easily <laughs> sometimes. So today's challenge was, do we call it celebr? You we were you were calling it celebration wines, which actually thought yeah. was a very clever name. Yeah, because it's true. Not everyone celebrates a particular holiday, and yeah. during this time of year, there's just celebration all round. Yes, and for other times of the year, there are some wines like the wine I picked. I feel like even if there is no celebration, you open it and you're having a celebration because of the wine. Because it's delicious and you yeah. feel real special. So. I'm curious. You've got yours in some sort of. I feel like maybe we should do yours first. I want to only because you want to keep the tension. Exactly. She's trying to keep. I've got mine uh, very artistically wrapped in some blue crepe paper, which is not at all festive. It's very sculptural. I like it. (laughs) Gwen's being very kind because it looks awful. It looks good. I was like, like, okay, kind of, yeah. This movement. Movement and feeling. I'm gonna use the knife of this guy. Hey, hang on. You no knife there. on that. Remember? Oh, I see the knife. All right, injuries during the Merlot episode. I don't want to repeat that. Oh, that's true. I remember that. Ask me some. All right, so I'll just use the knife. So then, oh, Gwen's using the tyke opener again, which is. I feel like it's just punishment. It's just like a until it breaks, we're gonna use it every episode. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Bang! Every time you're at Tyco Gallery, you're just going to be like throwing it. Flinging it. You're going to make stories on my Instagram of me just like oh. running, trying to run it over with a car. <laughs> so, yeah. here we go. Yeah, I think you're right. So this time of year, everybody is celebrating and, um, different, and different things. Yeah. So um, I think you obviously you, main things, what, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Christmas yeah. um, New, I mean, just the fact New that New Year's, Year's is coming. Is coming up. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody's kind of getting together or at least taking some time off work and right. you know particularly here in Berlin it's a very festive city because there's Christmas markets everywhere so you can celebrate oh, Christmas nice. every day oh, it's so nice yeah drink vine yeah. and get quite drunk and I yeah we it. weren't repeating Glühwein this week so we th- I think we still need a bit more time to perfect our to refine our recipes I think our technique was the real issue wasn't it there were many it was on my side I could show the alcohol out of mine Lucas watching us do it was like, what are you doing? Like, it's going to be bitter, like the pith, the whatever, just a mess all around. So we will, we, you know, maybe we should, I'm like, maybe we should just make a weird summer, a summer night glue vine might be nice. That sounds quite good. Especially maybe like Campfire. a white one. Yeah. Like a cool summer evening. We should do, we do Greco-Roman wines, infusions, mm. and see who comes up with the best old recipe from Greco-Roman wines. Ooh, challenge accepted. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love a bit of research. We could also maybe bring someone else on for that as well. That would yeah, be fun. quite funny. So if there are any historians here, wine historians or otherwise... Yeah. That or an archaeologist get... that wants to get yes. involved, let us know. You want to get... You know any Greco-Roman orgy wines? <laughs> We won't be having an orgy Caligula. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have Caligula on loop behind us. <laughs> but anyway, so I brought a Merceau. So this is Antoine Joubert, Le Tillet. And 2015. 2015. And I really like Merceau. Yeah, you're a little... That's your soft spot, it. isn't it? Yeah. And I think this is actually amazing if we base it on... I mean, we both celebrate Christmas, right. so that's our big holiday. Christmas Do you do dinner. Thanksgiving as well? No, Thanksgiving. we never did that. <laughs> Thanksgiving? No. 
Because actually the Canadian one is much earlier. It's in October. Okay. And we never did it anyway because I grew up in the UK. And yeah. my mum didn't do it. And oh, But we when you were to... an adult there, you wouldn't... Yeah. Oh. It was never my thing. I think it was just like... To be honest, my family's never been a big holiday celebrating... Like, we do weird Christmas, you know? Like, one year we did, like, Mexican Christmas where we had fajitas. Like, the last time I was home for the UK... You really are the Royal Tenenbaums. It's crazy. My family did a, um, a American truck stop. My parents wore boiler suits. My dad was barbecue. For Christmas? Yeah, for Christmas. We all had to dress up in outfits. I mean, even at Lucas's parents, we did black metal Christmas the one year, and I face-painted them both. It was amazing. So, yeah, we don't do traditional Christmas. But I dream of traditional Christmases because I love anything like this. And this would be fab with Christmas dinner. I agree. Turkey, any birds, like for people that don't do turkey and do chicken, even I think with stuffing. Yeah, with all the nuts and chestnuts and all the spice stuff, I think. And if not, you just have it all by yourself with some cheese. I was about to say that. (laughs) After dinner with cheese, that'd be nice. It's kind of the... This is my like, if or I, even like a Christmas Eve wine the night yeah, before. Yeah, totally. Bottle, bottle fire, yeah. some cheese out, watching a nice. film inside. Getting cozy. It just feels special when you because they're not the cheapest wines. This wasn't. This was a little pricier, but I think like when I'm having a really bad week or month, sometimes I buy myself a morceau to have my last day of work because then I think like I'm worth it. I deserve. I worked hard this week. Just a little treat. So, it's a good treat wine. So all I know about this from what from my quick Google search is that it's, I mean, malolactic fermentation in oak barrels aged for 24 months in French oak, 20% of them new. It's unfiltered. It does have sulfites. And yeah. Let's, let's give there it a whirl. So let's go. Lovely. It might be a bit too cold because it just came out of the fridge. We'll let the pro tell us. We're both pros when it comes to drinking. Enjoy. Getting it in. Enjoyment and drinking. Yeah. I think we both we're both on an equal uh, yeah, footing on that. Yeah, I mean I love Burgundy. Um I just think as well this is really uh this is everything that I want from it where it's got this lovely obviously you've got a bit of that yeah. toastiness from the wood, citrusy, um this sort of almost a little bit of stone fruit coming through and then there's like sweet spice there as well. It's a little bit of everything. It's yeah. Like diamond. Multifaceted. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I explained it for those of you that are like, what? <laughs> like, <clears throat> so yum. Mm. Tasting quite nicely. A little bit of reduction initially, because yes. that toastiness is a bit dominant on the palate, but I think when that's open, it's going to be a nice a, long finish. Almost has this like, butter popcorn oh, note on the palate. I really like, I think that's one of the things I really like generally about Marceau is they tend to be super buttery. Yeah. Like there's a real like buttery, dairy creamy, yeah. thing going lactic, on. Yeah. Malolactic fermentation lactic. for you. Exactly. So yeah, really yum. I mean, I'm happy to drink this without food. That is delicious. But it's really yummy. Mm. Oh, thank goodness it's the end of the week. I'm really excited. This is like all... You just wind down I'm now like, into the chair. Yeah. Love Get it. ready for Christmas. You've got your prezzies. No presents under the tree here at Taco Gallery, though. No presents for anyone. No, I had good. hoped. You've all been naughty. No. This is Gwen's present. I should have wrapped it up and put it under the tree. <laughs> we could have been, like, digging for our <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but this is, I think, something that... I don't know why, why, it's, why I've got chestnut on the brain, but... Yeah, I agree. 100% Super chestnut weird. stuffing. Oh, my God. Or just I love eating chestnuts. So I mean, I like chestnuts all round. Yeah, I mean, you could also do that. If you were, you know, if you had a limited budget for Christmas and you had to choose food or wine, you choose wine. Wine, 100%. Just get a little fire yeah. pit in the garden and throw loads of chestnuts yes. in and yes. eat the roasted chestnuts so at the bottom yum. of So, I mean, one year, what, a very long time ago, one of my favourite Christmas dinners ever was, like, we didn't do anything. Yeah, it was an ex-wine. And, excuse me, he worked at a restaurant. So he went over, we lived next door to the restaurant. He went over, it's a really lovely restaurant in Ottawa called uh, Becta. And he went over, grabbed a tray of duck confit and three baguettes. 
frozen he, baguettes. Did he let them know he was taking he it? He was the head chef. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just imagining this guy going in mid-service and he can see them yeah. all being cooked. And he's like, closed. just yeah. going to take yeah. a few off. No, it was like Christmas Day. Okay. So I like, went over there, grabbed a tray of uh, yeah, duck confit and a couple of frozen baguettes that we cooked up fresh and then we just drank wine and watched Christmas films and ate duck confit and baguette with butter. And I was happy as a clam. <laughs> Sounds great. Too good. Very carby and meaty, but yeah, baguette. you can have salad other days of the year. That's the good thing about dating a chef at Christmas, isn't it? My Not God, this year I'm so excited. Yeah. Because we go to Austria this year and Lucas is a chef and his mother is a pastry master and baker. So did she send any of those little small things like she did last year? No, she sent us pictures. I know. I was like, why aren't they here now? <laughs> I know. That was so good. They're I remember so coming yummy. around and just being like... I'm so glad they said There's I can tons eat of them. as many as I can. The shortbread, like, yeah. I'm a sucker mm. for shortbread. So good. I love it. Yeah, I remember once, actually, um, my ex-boyfriend was a chef, and um, we did Christmas at my grandmother's house. <laughs> it was so funny, because we ordered a goose. The goose yeah, was much goose. bigger than we had initially oh, no. thought it was going to be. We managed to get it in the oven. Cram it in. But it was one of those Christmas days where it was like, it's still not ready. It's like 6 p.m. Usually we have Christmas lunch at like three. 3 or 4, like, yeah. We think it's going to be ready. And he's like, should oh, I no. just start cutting bits off? Also, like those like ovens Because the oven, like, they had a shit oven. There's not enough air moving oven, around. And they, have a, yeah. they had a shit, shit oven. So it was like one of those sort of oh. early days electric You'd have been better off ones. cutting it and like cooking it flat. It was just like... Yeah. You know, like, there's one where if you cook a roast chicken, it's going to take an extra hour yeah. or something. And he didn't know that. So then oh, he's shit. like sort of planned it all out. Everything's Amen. ready. But he's just like, I don't understand why it's still not cooked. I'm like, it's a shit That's the oven. most frustrating thing, too, when you're, like, cooking for a bunch of people and you're like, I've got everything planned. Like, last year oh, I I followed the recipe mental. and the recipe yeah. book exactly. Doesn't matter, yeah. Last year, actually, it was, like, because I cooked for... Lucas was away last year and I cooked for, I guess we were 11 or 12 for dinner. So I cooked two chickens, did a chicken and a capon, and then also did... I had to do regular Christmas food... Then I did kosher food and had to do vegan food. So it was like, uh, it's a lot of cooking. But I had a crazy, because I love a list. Everyone should love a list. And I had a very thorough timing list of exactly when I should do everything. And actually, it was very relaxed. So I highly suggest if you're cooking dinner, make yourself a list. Go backwards. It's good. I think most normal home chefs don't think about doing that because it's such a kitchen thing to do. I make a list. Yeah. I love making a list. Make a list and then like figure out what takes the longest and start with order that. of service. You yeah. know, like order yeah. of cooking. Have everything yeah. prepped the day before. I had everything prepped and chopped in the fridge, and it was just a case of like assembly, putting things in the oven. It just makes your day so much easier. No messing around. Yeah, I feel like I'd probably need you around for stuff like that because I'd be like, it, it is all going to work yeah. out, like, two hours before. And, and I'm like, running around behind, like, <laughs> like uh, Emily, don't you think this should be in right now? It's going to be fine. Everybody eats at midnight. <laughs> that, would, I got this that, that risotto that time. Oh, oh, man. It was a fun night. But actually, what was funny... Did you get it right on time? Yeah. And what was annoying, of course, I was... Everybody was on the was fucking late because it's <laughs> Berlin. Everyone was like an hour late. I was well, like... Well, I disagree because there's also... Ger- but you had no Germans, right? Were they Germans? Any Germans there? Nothing. Wait, not, this is not... Sorry, guys. Yeah. We had... What did we have? No, we had um, some French, some Israeli, American... English. Germans, English. Well, yeah, I, I would say... Maybe no often you, like, often you throw a dinner party... And you say 7.30s, which actually means... But it's Berliners. It doesn't, Berliners to me, it's not German. actually Germans. means show up at 7.45 because no one fucking shows up on time. It's Nobody nice. should show up on time when you're at a dinner party. And a German will show up at 7.15 and you're like, you're supposed to be here in half an hour. I don't have any trousers on. <laughs> That's usually Lucas. He's like, fuck, oh no, oh no. He's in his like sweatpants. <laughs> like, or he's just cooking in a t-shirt and grandpa slippers. <laughs> A strong look from Lucas, but yeah, this is yum. I am very yum. Drink it any day of the year, but I yep. think if you brought this to your mum, she'd be happy. I think most mums would be more than happy with this bottle nice of wine. Treat. I think it's a very special bottle of yeah. wine. Very nice. I'm happy. I'll be seeing you later. <laughs> I'll be seeing you after the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meet me backstage. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe she's gonna open it. In the wrapping. Yeah. She wants to keep the surprise until the very last second. I do, yeah. 
I'm slightly afraid. Remember we honest. did the blind ones last year? You caught me out with that fucking sancerre. <laughs> we had a 2009 one of those recently. Wasn't that much of a treat. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> I know you won't. Boop. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like watching someone it. change or something like. Oh, oh, oh. Hide the cork too, because it's exactly. Oh, no. In the back pocket, pocket, pocket. In the back pocket. Who is that? Dame Edna Poppet. Is it Dame Edna that called everyone Poppet? Oh really? Was it Dame Edna? Could be one. Okay. Oh mm. no. <laughs> mm. You're gonna get a little taste. And then you can unwrap the bottle. Well. <laughs> I mean, it, it, sm- it smells like an aromatic. <laughs> but it's quite light. It. Mm. Is there a little noble rottenness or something? No. I'm not going to answer any questions yet. I'm going to give you a... Gwen is blind tasting the wine that I have in wrapping. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> it's so stressful to blind taste on really camera. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like it's it's an aromatic, but it's pretty low. It feels like low. Hang on, that. Oh, my my clue for you is. Um, Think about flavours. Think about weight. Like it has a viscosity. What could it. it be or what couldn't it be? So maybe like I'm thinking aromatic. So I was thinking yep. like Riesling, Gewürztraminer, like all of these sort of like thicker. And I don't think it's like necessarily lower in Europe because it there's still, it's not, it's not like... It doesn't have like crazy amounts of flavor. It's still quite subtle okay. and light. It's not. Oh no. Nice texture to this wine, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, there's definitely like a thickness about the. Yeah. yeah. Viscosity, body. Yeah. So. <coughs> hmm. It's a little toughie. I mean, I'm. Tempted to say oh, so that evil like, that the wine person no, has done this to, 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 to you. I mean, I'm leaning towards because it does doesn't necessarily scream French to me. Okay. So I'm thinking it's either like German or border, so like Alsace or something. Okay. But I'm probably. If I said, um, don't worry about the the place for now, but focus on what it might be made. Is from. it a blend? It's a single variety. It's a single variety. Like now, I'm using my head more than I'm using. I'm using my head way more than I'm using my nose, which is no. Use your nose. No, it's difficult. Follow your heart, Gwen. <laughs> can we enter the Disney? <laughs> <laughs> Just follow your heart. Follow it's your stressing me out. I'm stressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting go like, into a quiet okay. place. Okay. I mean, it's definitely like peachy. There's some peachiness happening. Mm. There's also a little citrus, but then there is a little like, like honeyed a little bit. That's maybe why I was asking you about the botrytis. If mm. there was something, I don't think there's any don't botrytis in this. So then it's probably then on the in the map. For me, there are. It's slightly atypical, but there are no, there are notes on the nose and on the palate that should tell you. There is a bit of spice, so that's why I was like, it's for me either a riesling or a gewürztraminer would be my pick. Do you want to unwrap the bottle? Yeah. It's very badly wrapped. <laughs> I feel like it's going to take me on a whirlwind. I'm very curious what this is. Ah, I haven't tried this. Oh, no, I, I did try this. I bought a wine that would be a celebration with Gwen. So, actually, this is the... Um, these are the guys from, from uh, Oregon? Yes. So, this was my number one pick for Raw this year. I didn't even know they were at Raw this year. So this was my number one favourite wine. So you know I've had this bottle of wine for six months. I've just been waiting to surprise her. So we've got the 2000... It is atypical, I think. 
Yeah. It does have a bit more Riesling on the nose. because it's volcanic soil. But it's really... This was my absolute favourite thing at Rob. So, 2016, over the reverse, Romina. I was like... No, because I was thinking, and I was like, celebration wine, and then I was like, oh, it's obvious to choose champagne. That's why I also was like, oh, I don't want champagne. I know, and then you picked white burgundy, and then I was like, oh, I don't know if we should do red. We've done, like, a lot of red episodes. Also, I don't... Even though Christmas, I feel like, like evenings with red. But, but then like, I was just food. like, fuck it. This if is I had Christmas fun. Day with you, this would be the wine that you'd feel Man. very happy about celebrating with, so... So and I didn't know if you, I didn't know that you knew it. So I was like, this might be I actually be very only just tried it last week. Yeah. And actually, I, there weren't so many things at the actual Raw Fair this year that I was super excited about. It wasn't about. a great lineup. It wasn't a great lineup. But this was really exciting. I really loved it. And because there were actually a lot of Gewürztraminers on show. Oh, I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? No, them. I just actually cherry picked. There were lots of like um, Eastern Europeans doing. Okay. And they were. Not delicious. Yeah. Like the kind of Gewürztraminers that when you smell them, you're like, wow, you're like so delicious. This is and then a Gewürztraminer. Like, yeah. yeah. And like just nothing. But this is super because actually, this is a Gewürztraminer that I actually really enjoy and um, and I actually like. So it's funny because I think it was it wasn't. Um, can't remember if it was this year. Yeah, it might have been this year actually. I tried this in spring. With a very close friend of mine, um, Jan Kinetsky, yeah. who, who you know. And he's like, you've got to come here. And we tasted the wines, the oven wines together. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, I related a lot to Gwen about Gewürztraminer. <laughs> right? And I'm like, of course. <laughs> here we go. She's fucking filtering through. <laughs> but my mate's in other countries. And then, uh, so then he was like, and I think it is. It gets a hard rap. And I was like, okay. And he's like... And I brought you here because you need to try this one because it might change your mind. And it did. And I was like, this is really good. Because actually these two in a lineup on a Christmas dinner are actually, they're not so far apart, I feel like, in terms of texture and body body. and weight. I think one could follow the other easily. And this is atypical in terms of there is a lot. And I don't, it doesn't have it is atypical. I just wonder if there are not many people making Gewurz for me in this style. In this style. Because I do think that like on the nose, for me, it was like a bit petrolly and a bit Rieslingy. Yeah, because there is almost this sort of limey character that's yes, there. It's a bit lime and But then because I knew what it was, I could notice this like yeah. floral rosy thing I going on. F- I could smell the floral thing, but it was so light. And it wasn't until I tasted then you got the bit of spice. And that almost the, lychee like, yeah. thing going on. But I, I think but this it's is really very nice. discreet and delicate. And I yeah. think it's very charming, actually. Totally. Um, so this is, is a project that was... The winery was started in 2011. Um, I think they're a husband and wife team, actually. Um, and they originally started producing, I think, Riesling, and um, and then they, they have quite a few yeah, varieties. Yeah, varietals. Um, but this is uh, Gewurztraminer that's from uh, basalt soils, so volcanic, which I think is why you get this lovely freshness mm-hmm. to the wine as well. Uh, they make the wines uh, all completely the same way, so um, always with wild yeast, and that same story of like nothing taken away, nothing mm-hmm. added. So. Um, there's no filtration, there's no fining, but all of the wines do have extended lees contact, which is which what's gives it that the creamy, texture. yeah, mouth. Yeah, feel. and I don't know, I don't know what their approach is to picking, so I don't know if they pick a little yeah. bit earlier, which is why they're still getting some freshness. Uh, but all the wines are vinified in a mixture of uh, neutral oak, uh, neutral acacia barrels, and concrete eggs. So yeah, cool. you know, not impacting flavors. Yeah. Uh, from the vessels. Maybe that's why it was giving me like a German feeling because it wasn't feeling like over the top like sometimes the French can be. It does have a slight, but it was like confusing. Sorry, me. France. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I love it. But I think like, it, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of the Americas. Yeah. I was like, head was immediately in Europe, which kind of makes sense in terms of like not thinking like it was Southern Europe because Oregon is quite far north in terms of North America. Yeah. So this is from Willamette Valley as well, or Willamette Valley. Oh, is that how they say it? Yeah. I always say Willamette. Mate, don't get me started on <laughs> Yosemite, which oh, yeah. I only found out recently Yosemite. was y- Yosemite. <laughs> yep. You know, because I only ever, that's what I would call it. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> no, so like when, because yeah. obviously it's always the windows background and I'm like, I love that Yosemite. It's really beautiful. I have that. Love and then it. recently, yeah. again, this Sunday. You never this year, watched like I'm no because I'm Yogi just... Bear. Wasn't didn't they live in Yosemite Park? Did he? I don't know. 
I'm making shit up now. I mean, it could happen, but I just maybe was just like, what's that word? You know, sometimes... So many of these places in the States, they make no sense. Well, then I was, I was actually, it was, when I said this year, it was like two or three months ago, I was sitting there and somebody said Yosemite and I'm like, where's that? And they're like, it's a national park. And then I started thinking about, have I <laughs> She was like that? that meme with the woman and the algorithms, like the, the mathematics. She's like, huh, Yosemite. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I was like, hang on a second. Is this the same thing that I thought this was for like 15 years of my yeah. life? Yes. And then she's like, yeah, it's Yosemite, you know? And then I was like... It's like Arkansas, where you're like, why? Arkansas. Why? When my parents lived in South Texas, there were so many places that you'd be like, oh... English language applies to both of these situations, Very the confusing, way. yeah. So it was like, they lived near a place that when written, it looks like... She Look at me, I'm like, slamming it back. Harlinogen. That's how it's spelt. And I was like, oh, are we going to Harlingen? My mom's like, it's Harlingen. Of course it is. Why would you pronounce all the letters in the word? You just... But I guess it's the same thing the way North Americans think of, like, Worcester. Yeah. Or like, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, Worcestershire that one, sauce, like, Worcestershire sauce. They're like, why is it Worcester sauce? And I'm like, oh... You drop the Shire. Just ignore the yeah. Shire part. It's, we don't need it. Yeah. Just Worcester. Worcester. Worcestershire sauce. People, like, they go mad. Can't yeah, what other it. ones are there? Leicester, that's another one. Yeah, Leicester's confusing <laughs> Lester's for a lot of people. Leicester's very... Le- Leicester's. Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, we have a lot of places like Loughborough. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah my sister went to school Loughborough. Do you know, and I realised, because of spending time in other countries like Australia, so in Australia... Also some mad words. But you know, like, so for example, there's a place north of where my parents live which is about a like rocking chair, but like Rockingham. Yeah. So the Aussies say Rockingham. Oh, we're going to Rockingham. Yeah. But like, if you were in England, you'd say Rockingham. Rockingham. Yeah, Rockingham. Like Effingham. So like, I'm going to Rockingham. And they're like, what are what? you talking about? It's so funny. That's so then so there's, funny. And there's the a place drop. up north called Exmouth. So then Exmouth. I work with... Yeah, so I it's work... Exmouth. But do you know, I've realised that it started to infiltrate my mind because I think... <laughs> recently and I'm like I'll go to Exmouth Market please and the guy's like the guy looked at me I love this because they're so candid black cabbies like no bullshit like just talk to me like a fucking real person what are you talking about and he's like are you talking about fucking Exmouth Market mate and I was like (laughs) yes yes I am sorry I was like no I was just like I don't know why I even said Exmouth like you probably been reading it yeah yeah way mouth Take I've been working mouth. in this restaurant on that street for five years. X, I'll go to Exmouth Market. <laughs> Who am I? Why? You know, some people don't I think it's like a foreign language thing too. Like our heads are so full of like so many pronunciations. Yeah, you were control. you were so funny via text. You now you text non-native English speaking oh. texts. I speak second language English <laughs> over text. Yeah. It's so funny. in real life too. Yeah. Sometimes I say things. Like, even I've had, like, friends and clients from other countries. Write me when you're ready. That's yours. You yeah. always say, write me. Instead write me when you're ready. To the whatever. And I realised I started saying it, and then my friend Mark Andrew from Nova was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, hang on. What, just you know what I'm talking about? And he's like, he's like why, why are you saying that sentence like that? And I was like, uh, oh, man. I don't know. It's out of control. And he's like, did you write to me? Like, and I was like, oh, no. I it's am- the... It's 10 years of living in countries that don't speak English. You know, I also spent six, seven years in the Netherlands before Germany. So now it's like a solid 10 years of living in places where English is not the... Like, I speak like some sort of weird kindergarten teacher. Like, I had a friend of mine that was like, I'm a fucking English major. Like, I took literature. And now I cannot speak my own language. It's like... You are quite... If we're one-on-one, it's fine. It's slowly like... Oh, it's just it mess. slowly disappears. It's mostly text messages I'm, that make me laugh the most because I'm just it's so because you don't you rarely say that. To I me mean, face my to face. texting is actually like a, a mess to begin with because I have acrylic nails and typing on that phone. It's like like a struggle. Like I'm in a struggle. Like, I'll a see battle. you then, and then we go. For di- <laughs> I don't know. It's it. It is really awkward. It's, it's I know. really funny because then it's just like. 
it, because you don't speak like that in person, actually. But I actually say some things where I noticed, like, I posted some stories on Instagram, and one of my friends from Canada, who's German, she was like, oh my God, you have a German accent in English. I was like, no. Nah. And you're written. No, speaking. I was you speaking, do, I was speaking sorry, to you the do dog. Not. No, I was speaking to the dog. And she yeah, was like, okay, what well, that's are different. you about? You do not, okay, Lord, that's. Lore, Lore. Like, I say all these weird, like, you're. <laughs> like all these weird Austrian there was sounds. actually there is true there is the odd sound something came up recently and I heard so someone strange. say something and I remember thinking that sounds like Gwen yeah, and I can't remember what it sounds. was but there was something you do do that and you're like I make a lot of weird oh, sounds we, yeah oh we go there after we yeah, go there and you do annoying. but you do it's funny because because <laughs> your body language I'm changes annoyed by you it. do this little thing with your shoulders when you do it have you noticed that oh, I do it a lot this. it's really funny oh and then we go oh but it's also funny because when I when I used to try to speak Dutch, people would make fun of me because I don't have a super high pitched voice as a woman. Like I actually have a if I my singing voice is quite like mid range. Like I do better singing men's songs than I do women's songs. But, but then, you can still reach high. Oh, yeah, I know. Reach so you've got yeah, really yeah, delicate sure. voices. As yeah, well. I have like a, a bit of range. Gwen, by the way, is a ridiculous Killer singer. Okay. And if you ever <laughs> follow her on social media, sometimes. She posts drunk karaoke videos where she's singing karaoke at home by herself. And they're fucking good. And she always they're sings weird. in French. And so she's like this little cute, sexy karaoke I'm woman. For a girl, you know? That's why I'm so excited. Paris Tattoo Convention this year. They're going to have a live band for live karaoke. Very excited. Watch it. I'm going to do some Gainsbourg. Maybe a little Patsy Cline, some Kitty Wells. Get my, get my country on. That's my other love. But no, I definitely like notice... When I was trying to speak Dutch, it's almost like you're like, don't hurt me because I don't know what I'm doing. So your your voice ri- like it rises a little bit in terms of pitch. And I notice I do it too with German. It's this like, it just goes up a tiny bit. And I notice it with my siblings when they, say my older brother, when he switches between French and English, I notice that the tone of his voice changes depending on what language. And I think that's actually quite normal depending on maybe when you learn to speak a certain language or how you speak it. or Yeah, you know, how confident you actually yeah, are. Yeah, sure. So your vocal cord strain is going to be different based on, yeah, your anxiety. So when I'm speaking German, I'm quite anxious. So it's like... I go, I go, really, qu- I go really quiet. Yeah, people are like, maybe what? I should speak second languages all the time. Just speak second. People are like, she must be German. She must be just speaking English for our benefit. <laughs> They're not saying that. No, I'm wishing. I'm just going to start speaking terrible English, worse than I already do. And maybe people will be but like... But it is, it's funny because you... Struggling I think it's when you... Because you have a partner who's Austrian, so you're messaging with him and communicating he with him. He it simple as best. And he's got amazing English, but like totally. there are things that don't always fit. And then you... Because you're used to hearing it all the time, you just set back. Oh, God. Because we mirror so much of yeah, like yeah, yeah. what other people do. Like if we're sitting here... Like, you know, my our, leg, our legs, are, our legs yeah. are crossed. And then, like, maybe if you lean in, I might lean in. Yeah. And also, my you English become more accent English. Gets, gets stronger. Yeah yeah. 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 So it's funny. And if I'm with, like, if I speak to my younger sister on the phone, she's now been in Australia for... So she's a bit of an Aussie... I mean, she's she totally doesn't sound... Aussie. There is yeah. no... When you speak to her, you wouldn't even know she's English. Yeah, funny. Because she's, like, full... Well, I mean, come on, you've got Canadian accent. Same thing, isn't it? Very confusing. So... She's like that. My but it's parents funny because Canadians you, you ask me my where dad. I'm He's, from. My dad sounds very English still. Yeah. But that's also funny because when I go to Canada, even though I was hanging out with my Canadian friends, yeah, but people they were still these, asking yeah, me where I was from. They were like, where are you from? Or my friends were like, oh, wow, your accent got really funny 10 years away. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just a mess of all kinds of things yeah, now. Yeah, but the difference is they have the ear of, like, the local person. Yeah, right. So then they're like, oh, yours is a bit different. But yeah. then if if you're going to somebody from the UK, where yeah. you're from, like, when I speak to my sister, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's Australian now. Yeah. My parents like, yeah. are somewhere in between. My mother sounds Dutch. Does she? <laughs> she's like, but French, it, Canadian, it's, it's funny that, like, and I know that so. I've been told when I speak to my sister on the phone... Yeah. That I apparently start to take on an Australian yes. thing. So this is what's really funny. So when my dad turned 70 this year, my sister, bless her, she's a peach, decided to like, I couldn't make it for my dad's actual birthday and they were having a party and I thought, I'm missing it. It's not going to happen. My sister was like, why don't Sorry. you come and... She just apologised to the table. To the wall. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> why well, just... 
It's just a really why. English thing I to mean, do. I mean, I was going to say, I'm just fucking... <laughs> I say thank you to the bank, like, machine, that's fine. My Aussie friend used to say that. He was just like... I always thank the he just said No, he just said, um, he's like, it's very funny here in England. I was like, why? And he's like, because you can walk into somebody and they'll apologise to, to you. you. Yeah, I was like, I know. It's good, man. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, yeah. Sister, <laughs> yeah, bitch. So my sister was like, um, we decided to surprise my dad for his 70th. So I came a week early my sister was like, we're going to go see them at the car show. My parents are into car shows. They're into VWs. And my sister was like, well, before we go meet them, why don't we do a little brewery tour? And we did a tour of the, um, uh, my least favorite, <laughs> Bombay. So we did a Bombay Sapphire tasting, but it's really beautiful there. And actually, it's pretty cool. I had an idea for a very cool movie if anyone wants to make some strange film about it. Bombay Sapphire? Or? Yeah, because only four people have the recipe and they can never be in the same room at the same time. They're not allowed in case they get killed. I was like, that doesn't make sense. This is an accident. Like, if they're on, they can't be on a plane together. They're not allowed to travel together. And they're not said it's mad. Really funny because at that, why don't they just tell more people know, the recipe? They don't want to. It's very James Bond. I love it. It's also like that come factory on, like, makes all of the Bombay Sapphire for the entire world. Also, that's like, mad. I get it. Bombay Sapphire's okay, but it's not, it's not the that best great. gym. No, it's it's not, like come on, mate. It's not a fucking Mona Lisa. Me too. I love Beef Eater. Me too. Everyone gives it a bad rap. I don't mind Gordon's. I like Beef Eater. Sometimes a gin is a gin. Don't get floral and fancy. Anyway, my sister and I, we were at the distillery. My mother called and she's like, because my sister and I had been like talking nonstop since the night before, my sister's English accent. So my accent got more English. Her accent got softer, got more North American because she lived in South Texas. My mom was like, who are you? She was what like, is happening? <laughs> what's going? What's going on? No, because they didn't know I was he- I was there. So it was like, what are you doing? Why do you sound like your sister right now? I'm very confused. And my sister was like, oh, uh, eh, uh, I'm just that with my. Oh, we were just watching a movie. Uh, Ollie why and my was, husband. Why were you not supposed to be there? Because I was surprising my dad for. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So then it was like <laughs> my sister hung up the phone and was like, "Fuck, mum's got such a good ear. She already knew that like." Something was up, and when she saw me, she was like, "Because my sister's accent became totally more like mine." We meet in the middle. We find this like happy middle. But I think everybody does, don't they? Like the more if you spend time with somebody over that thing, it's just I think you just because you're used to hearing something, your brain and the way that you then use that information is different. They also say that when you have like it's an empathetic thing to do to like meet someone in the middle in terms of like sound yeah. or mirroring that's an empathy yeah, yeah. trait the more we drink this the more i actually think like if you're if you like burgundy or you like oak oaky i think it's not necessarily oaky but it has like a buttery unctuous quality about it so i disagree with the burgundy comment okay um only because it's quite oily on the palate even it though it's oily. very discreet yeah, yeah. for gewurztraminer but i think i mean if you love Gewurztraminer, it's as close as you can ever get to Burgundy yeah, yeah. in terms of the style, probably, or at least of what I know and what I've tasted so far. But what I would say is, for me, this actually reminds me a lot of like southern, like southern northern Rhone whites, like Roussan, Marsan, I was thinking that texture yeah. and creaminess, but still a bit yeah. more. Well, because that's why I was thinking at one minute when I was tasting, I was thinking of the what's the. Um, Spanish, um... Like, maybe grab those... I know you've got two sneaky glasses there, which I've gone a bit rogue. They're filthy. No one can see that. <laughs> but we could maybe just filthy, taste them. But I think if yeah. we went back to the burgundy, oh, totally. it would definitely taste it more acidic than this totally. one. I mean, it already smells more acidic. Even though we can't smell acidity, I know what you mean, because it's much more of these citrusy Sharp. fruits. Yeah, yeah. I should say. <laughs> We can't smell acidity. Well, I can. Something that comes up in all my training yeah. sessions all the time when they're like, it smells acidic. And I'm like, no, no, you can't smell it. But I'm, but that's what but I say in my head. And then I'm like, okay, let's break this down. But then I'm curious, like, okay, you can't but smell acidity. But you can acidity. smell, you can smell the fruit spectrum. So I think you're... But what if you're smelling something like a liquid that is sharp and like, is, is vinegar sharp? Like when you smell like a, what are you smelling then? That sort of like... Well, so if we smell vinegar and wine, though, then that would be yeah, acetic, acetobacter. Yeah. So, but, 
Um, do I you think, know what I mean? Like, no, but I mean, obviously with certain things, so if something was acetic, like vinegar, then you would have volatile aromas, so right. you'd be able to smell more of that, right. of course. And I, I think it's a good question, actually, because I think it's not as clear-cut as the way I just kind of right. rolled in on that. I think you're right. Because I think right. people, like, think they can... There's obviously things that make... That I think will it, equal as yeah. taste that you're like, I know that will be acidic because it smells like X, Y, Z. Yeah, it's not and I think you're right, a, because... And, and maybe that's what... Um, I probably shouldn't have just sort of steamrolled in like that, but I think... Um, when you are smelling uh, particular wines, obviously from the nose, you can never know 100% what the acidity level yeah. is, but there could be indicators on the nose that might right. lead you lead down you the track. Okay. So things like citrusy fruits, right. for example, because of um, when there's a hugely sort of citrus, green apple focus, we're talking about young wines, yeah. not aged wines, obviously, because then it gets a bit more complicated. But for younger wines... Uh, if we if we're dealing with that sort of sort of fresher uh, aspect on the nose and on the palate, obviously you know on the palate with the acidity, yeah. but on the nose, then usually it'd be a cooler climate right. varietal. That's why this was a bit or confusing. a lower alcohol varietal. It's a very confusing taster, actually. Whereas when we go to the Gewurztraminer, though, yeah, there is this more exotic floral yeah. note. And as soon as you taste it, like, it's oily, it's rich. Yes. Like, when you it go totally back to this a, now, this yeah, the yeah. burgundy feels a lot lighter. lighter. Yeah, totally. Whereas, like, you almost forget some of those buttery notes. Now, now you can mm. see uh, what... The list in it. And this is what makes burgundy so amazing and so amazing no. food. That racy acidity, yeah. even though you've got the texture and weight. So I actually think then they would follow each other really well. I think yeah. this would follow that yeah. really nicely and as a way to, like, move exactly. into something else. And different cheeses yeah. as well. Like, this converts from... <laughs> Double fist, bum, bum, exactly. Bum, bum. <laughs> we're celebrating. <laughs> we are right now. Yeah. Yes. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also with the um, with what I pair them with in terms of cheeses, yeah. like burgundy with like aged cow's milk cheeses, yeah. like old parmesan, yeah, old conte. conte. But like yeah. you know when it gets really salty and crystallized. Yes. I mean that's my jam. I think that's why yeah. I also love Merceau yes. so much. Like Conte, just give me a yeah, but huge you would, you would also, of it. Your wine, if you were a wine... We talked about this, didn't we, before? If I think we, we did this year. Yeah. I, I mean, I would be a Gewürztraminer, I feel like. Maybe. Champagne. I think... Vintage champagne. I think you'd be a Gewürztraminer like this, That's like yeah. because you're a woman of great depth and quality. Oh, that's very nice. Sometimes a, a bit showy. But not always <laughs> loved by everyone. <laughs> no. No, but I, I, if I chose a wine for you, I wouldn't choose Gewürztraminer, no. but I can see why you yeah. identify with because you're very colourful yeah. and you are quite... Um, flamboyant sometimes. Yeah, flamboyant and it, very expressive, like yeah. the way that you dress um, with your makeup and everything. That's what I love about you. But I think um, if I chose a wine for you, it would be vintage champagne or burgundy because I think you're still well, quite I mean, I like classic it, and detailed. Things, yeah, because I do think that too. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. This is fucking delicious. Thank you for bringing... There, was not a, there were not so many wineries that I was so excited to see. But then I, you know, that's always an opportunity then to try yeah. new things. And, you know, I like to try new things. So I was sort of like randomly hitting in and out, going to regions that I think are interesting. And I was really excited that there were a couple of Americans. I mean, there were literally, I think, two. But yeah. there was this and um, someone from Washington whose wines I didn't like. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. No, it was the, what is the name? Anyway, we won't slag him off, but it was like... Didn't love it. Someone that really just buys grapes and makes it, and it was like, I don't know. I don't know why that, like, Lucas was like, he loses points. And I was like, I don't know why that should make you lose points. I disagree with this. Yes, because I actually think, like... I think... I told him I don't know why he should lose points for that. I think you need to look at... um, you know, we talk a lot about sustainability in wine. It's getting very deep for a celebration yeah. episode. All right. So I'll That's wrap what it happens up. around the Christmas table anyway. Yeah. Shit gets awkward. Yeah, I it like does. it. <laughs> when the mince pies come out. But um, <laughs> this would be nice. Mince I know. Pie. Perfect. Fuck, I should have bought you mince pie. I've got some mince pies at home. Anyway, so um, <sighs> we talk about sustainability and it's like, you know, the whole discussion is what does that even mean? It's yeah. a very uh, complex it's a very complex thing and actually and I if I'm talking about sustainability I'm thinking about a number of different things so obviously environmental is what most people mean when they talk about sustainability right. but then it's also um the social aspect and economical um sustainability as well so some people wouldn't be able to produce wine not if, totally because they can't afford to make vineyards but uh, 
Grow, grow, grow grapes from their own vineyards or buy vineyards. We got it. <laughs> ESL. <laughs> Brain's going faster than mouth. <laughs> That's an issue oh, I have issue. a lot. But <laughs> it is an issue. But um, I think, uh, I think, so we, we talk about that and I think <sighs> things have modernised so much that the idea of the negotiant has totally transformed yeah, I, itself. Yeah. And I think no, not enough people talk about this. Like, negotiants did used to be shit because they were just buying random grapes yeah. from whoever they get grapes but from. But I think now it's a, it's a... This is why, actually, Lucas and I had this conversation because I said, like, I don't think... For me, you don't get points off of that because it's a completely different way to make wine because I actually think it's quite interesting. If you're in a particular region and you know who's selling grapes and you get to try things, you're like an artist that gets to decide what goes into your grape. You're not a slave to what grew on your land. You can be like... Actually, well, I need something. I need some of this. I need something like this. I go get it. You know. Yes and I no. I, no. I think you're right. I think it's it's a it's a way it's a more way complex, of and it's way more complex because I think that applies to some rules. Other rules, you make agreements with growers before yeah. they produce the grapes. Sure, sure. Of course. Other other times, you also have agreements with those growers that you work with over over a period of time where it becomes sustainable for everybody yeah. for those three factors because you're investing in in their them. grapes that they're growing yeah, true. So often a lot of decent negotiants offer them a higher price than they would get from the local cooperative then they get maybe more like a they get better amount right. and then you can also negotiate this is how I want you yeah. to look after the vineyards and you know, if you're one That's the person, name, negotiant. Yeah. They're negotiating everything. Yeah. yeah. And if you're one person starting off small and it's you really don't great, have any money, yeah. it's a great way to launch yourself. I mean, in Burgundy, some of the producers I really love, like I love uh, Benjamin LaRue. I like uh, Camille Giroud as well. They're really interesting producers. That are negotiant is a big thing in Burgundy, is it yeah. not? Yeah. Like when I think about negotiants, I think about Burgundy. Me too. Yeah. And, but... The quality now today yeah. is that you do have people that care a lot that are working directly with the people they're buying grapes mm, from. So, yeah. yeah, maybe that whole thing from Lucas is like maybe because we're at a particularly like natural wine fair. That's about the way that people are growing things specifically. I mean, also let's not get into dogma. Yes, like exactly. everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. gets into dogma. How much totally. sulfur? If you use any yeah. sulfur, you're an awful you're out, winemaker. You're not on the team. If you don't have, <laughs> and you're right. I think it's really good that you brought this up because it's something. Uh, that I've been thinking about a lot and I'm trying to work out where the chips Where the fall. feelings are, where the... Yeah. Yeah, and, what's, and what is correct because of... You know, like I was, I was talking to a friend who produces wine. It's like, oh, well, there's all these different factors in the way that you can approach the model. And it's like, actually, almost anything you do is going to piss off somebody. That's the reality. Because everyone is watching, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. But, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, because no, there's always someone that I, has an idea. But I do think, like, if the quality is good, if you're working with the right people in the yeah. right way, if you're being respectful to the people you're working with, for the planet that you're working yeah. with, for the space, the environment, or whatever, what's the problem, really, at the end of the day? Right. Why does it need to be about ownership? Like, right. why are we so indoctrinated in this capitalist world while it's getting Well, really that's exactly what it is. Because but it's, it's a, like ownership. Yeah, yeah. Only if you own the vineyards does that then yours? mean that it's good. And then does it then yeah. mean that there's quality? Because actually there are many growers that work in those vineyards they don't yeah. own. And so, actually I think it's also interesting because there are different jobs. I'll give you some more. I know you yeah. want. Different jobs when it comes to making wine. And maybe someone is like excellent at growing vines and someone is better at making wine. Yeah. So it's like sharing the load yes. you know if you're a fabulous farmer and you are really good at making fabulous grapes but beyond that it's not your forte to make wines i mean mm. we see lots of this also in the natural wine world but there's lots of growers that don't necessarily make the best wines or vice versa you know everyone's experimenting and maybe it takes someone who knows what they're doing to go yes. i love the way you're treating your vineyards i'm gonna make phenomenal wines with your yeah and the it shows the the strength of a vigneron. I'd also like to say, because just a closing statement from me yes. on this, is that so many people are very excited about South African wine. I yeah. went to South Africa this autumn, and most of the growers and most of the iconic producers in South Africa do not own their own vineyards. Oh. Everybody is buying from growers. Really? For a number of different reasons, because of the political climate. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are scared to buy their own vines because and vineyards and farm, because they're worried that either some lunatic might come and kill them to steal some shit yeah. or the government might take it off them. So it's a very interesting... Like well, that's a, also super interesting, yeah. But 
they're making some of the best wines today on yeah. the market and they're not from vineyards they own. They might manage them or they might buy yeah. the fruit from. But I think there's a lot to be said um, looking at the South African model that it does, being a negotiant does work. Yeah. Um, when it, when, when the it right works pe- right, yeah. yeah. Well, and when the, the right, right people, people. when, when yeah. people care. Yes, I mean, I think that in general for everything is yeah. if everyone cares and thinks about how it affects yeah. their community and 100%. the things at large. Oh, this yeah. is a nice sentiment to leave our episode on. Yeah, yeah. go into the new year taking all Caring this. about everything. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, if everyone just take, took a little more time to think about, yeah, what works for your environment, yep. your place, your financial situation, that of your people around you, we're all going to be better off. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I like it. Well, I like it. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. The Gavrit Shemina. The Gavrit Shemina. Yeah. Hang course. on. So we have to do some sign-offs. So you can find gonna, us on. I, Twitter. I was going to actually like do that. Ready to like. <laughs> I was like, oh, fade away, fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're not going to do that today. But um, just one thing. Uh, happy Christmas. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. And if you don't, because of, we do know that like. Apparently, like, 75% of people that follow our podcast don't subscribe, so we would subscribe. love you to subscribe. Just show really us helps. that you're there. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we don't take any... Uh, it's a it's a completely non-profit podcast. We don't take any money. That's we what we're talking any- shit about people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We don't take any money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we don't take any sponsorship or any advertising or anything like that. It's all self-funded. and We do everything ourselves. If you could tune in and just, like... Join subscribe. our subscription yeah, base please. on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So we are on Twitter. At oh my god, that's juice the one. Juice underscore, underscore podcast. podcast. On Instagram at juice.podcast. We have a website in case you want to buy one of our tote bags as pictured in the video. Um, juice.show. Anybody that is tuning in on YouTube, shortly when we finish the episode, a little juice logo will show up by Bye. Gwen. There'll also be a little link through or click through link uh just underneath me that will take you through to another episode uh we'd love to just uh stay with you we're fortnightly now because we both have jobs busy. <laughs> yeah. like very yeah. busy um long, but yeah so uh thank you and merry christmas is there anything else yeah happy holidays happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy, happy all year. and we'll see you in a week with uh hangover cures for those people <laughs> that need a little bit of prep we're irresponsible <laughs> like us like us <laughs> cheers, cheers.